Welcome to The Ether. Today is Thursday, April 7th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, Super Terra meets PS Labs. Let's take a listen. So I guess really to kick things off, uh, yeah. all start all started as a nice, nice little chat um, really a few days ago, but I'll maybe just give a bit of background. Uh, I just want to thank uh, a, a, a fellow uh, Twitter friend, uh, Luniverse UST, for basically bringing ps labs to my attention probably about maybe three four weeks ago i can never tell in terror because time moves <laughs> so quick quickly um but basically obviously the first mint was the uh, excellent terror x uh, collection i may have bought quite a few at five five ust each absolute bargain i've done a handful of um uh, requests for, of the AI and got some really cool results. I mean, I think, I guess to set out for those that might be listening later, essentially PS Labs um, have been very, very innovative. You know, a very affordable mint, uh, really exciting, uh, moving uh, mint as well, literally moving uh, the Terra X mint. Uh, obviously, we're going to explore about there's more there as well. But the beauty of PS Labs, as the name indicates, is it's an AI generation lab. And um, one thing I wanted just to say before we kind of dive in is, I love the fact we've got this global terror community, but for me, it's very cool that actually I have discovered that, that you're literally, in relative terms, almost next door. Yeah. <laughs> like probably half an hour, 40 minutes up the road from me. So <laughs> the massive world we inhabit, um, it's it's great. It's great that hopefully at some point very soon we'll, we'll be able to meet face-to-face and maybe have a beer. Um, yeah. So. So I think without further ado, um, and I, I understand that you had a, an AMA that ran until three o'clock this morning, um, <laughs> our, our time, which is hardcore. I did say it was too late for me. I'd have been dead today having to be up at sort of, I was awake from about half five and out the door not for not long after six. <laughs> that would have I, been. I think it would have been quite a different AM. It was it's quite a different AMA as well because it was with um, a group of guys from California. And, oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, they were all stoned. 
So oh my god, <laughs> that's brilliant! Yeah, I, I, I just fun. They're so nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that does sound great. I will listen back to that later. All I'll say <laughs> on that subject is, if if I had joined in that in the fun, I suspect I would be full time in crypto, but not quite in the way I planned. <laughs> I think my yeah. boss might not have been might not have been happy with that. Anyway, anyway, um, in, enough of my waffle. Um, no, gr- great, great to obviously get this set up, but really short notice. So, really want to hand over over to you to give a little bit of a background on the project your ideas and actually i'm quite excited about what's to come next as well okay um well first off thank you for having me because um i've kind of um this all started with me just essentially just creating what is ne- what you know is now the x collection well it, uh, i mean i can go even further back but i'll go into details of how it all really started you know once we get once we get into the conversation a bit, but yeah, after launching the X collection, I, I feel like I didn't really know what I was getting myself into and it went really well. And I just remember um, after the first two or three days and getting the sort of the rendering service bootstrapped and, you know, just creating a simple contact. Oh, it was like basically a contact form, but we use it as a submission form. Right. Um and just bootstrapping it and getting it going. I just remember after the first three or four days, just um, saying to my uh, fiance, my partner, just going, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? Um, because it's, it was, it's just such, um, I, I think like essentially once we launched the collection, I didn't realize how passionate the Terra community is. And as soon as I got sort of engrossed in all of that, I like, you know, really felt the spirit and, you know, I was try- I've been trying my best and working my ass off to try and grow this thing as fast as possible. And, and when I say working my ass off, I've been having like an absolutely awesome time doing it. Um, I've, I've mentioned a few times in the discord that I'm pretty much having the most fun I've probably ever had at work and doing this kind of work. It's, it's really challenging. It's really rewarding. And um, in terms of what I do, professionally outside of this it's kind of really aligns with what i've been doing for a long time anyway um so yeah the 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 x collection just started as it was meant to be like a like a simple essentially like a gift project and then as i got closer to the mint working with talis art who are amazing by the way like none of this would have happened without talis art i'm not even sure if i would have got through like the gatekeepers for like all the marketplaces if um if there wasn't sort of a resource like Taris art where artists can just uh post whatever projects they want anyway they really held my hand through the whole process and then i kind of got a good idea of what uh people really wanted from within the nft space on terra and i noticed there's a lot of pfp collections um and 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 then everyone sort of wanting utility or trying to, you know, uh, focus on that. So I quickly realized, like, I got to, you know, it can't just be this uh, nice art gift project. Uh, we need to, like, wrap it up with some other stuff. And I, I thought, like, you know, just giving people access to this actual technology is going to sort of crack the whole thing wide open. And um, so, yeah, yeah, essentially after the mint went well, we started rolling out the service and then thing, things just started going quite crazy. Um, as I said, like the Terra community just slowly all, you know, they started sharing it amongst themselves and we, 
we created like this sort of small group. We're probably now like 600 in our discord. And um, these people have essentially been like willing it along and been creating incredible art. And all I'm trying to do is essentially deliver for these guys. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, AMA is after the mints happen and all the X tokens are sold. I'm not really, really looking to try to get m more people or like trying to spend too much of my energy trying to get new people to come on. In my head, I already have my customers. Those 4,800 tokens that I sold uh, during that mint, those are my new customers. So I, I now have like 4,800 customers. Well, it's more realistically, it's about like 600 because each person bought like at least five. But um, yeah, it was about like really focusing on them at, from that point on. Building or bootstrapping a service, but then just trying to build something that's good that they enjoy doing. And within this Terra space, uh, you know, give them something fun to do. That's not just really gimmicky and um, also hopefully not what a, a lot of other sort of NFT projects are doing. Um I, I feel like there there has been sort of like this kind of like standard format of how an NFT project runs that has, you know, developed since sort of the Board Ape Yacht Club and Crypto Punks and stuff like that. And I just wanted to sort of uh, forget how those work. Take Take a look again at like sort of NFT technology and collections and just like really rethink the way that we can build around this technology um and so that's essentially what we did in and in, in the form of the lab basically because that and then i think a lot of people when they were hearing it's like you know how do we create scarcity how do we um you know make things rare you know is everything going to be common and like kind of in answer to that question like yes this collection will constantly be growing as we sort of grow and render for everyone and the sort of early questions that were being asked is like, can we limit this? Can we like, you know, make things more rare? And we did give it a lot of, con you know, a lot of thought of like, shall we limit renders? Should we, um, you know, try to create scarcity of some kind? But, and then I realized, you know what, all of that, if we implement any of these things, that will all come at the cost of fun for our customers. Uh, because I think like as soon as we start limiting people's renders and, you know, making people wait one month to do one render or something like this, it's like you take all the steam out of the engine and like um, people are, I want to keep that sort of fun hit coming as, as often as we can and sort of um, not like deliberately designing a system where we, you know, drip feed them uh you know the fun based on when when we decide it i, I want to try create something where people can go um make something beautiful and then you know off the back of that maybe make sell it for something make a print some people have been putting it on their credit cards we've had three or four members who've already who basically maxed out the mint minted a hundred of them and they've already paid off. <laughs> they've already made their money back just from selling their renders. Uh, so they've already made like $500 just off of the labs. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, 
I guess everything I've just summarized is basically how things have gone since we really started and like how, how the sort of sentiment has grown. Where we're at right now, um, we've basically just rolled out what I call version one of the labs, even though we had like a, a true version one after two or three days. Now we've got like a wallet connect. We've totally cut out all of the need to go through Discord for validation. And um, essentially just trying to turn this thing into something that's not just for, not just for just the Terra NFT community, if you get what I mean. I really want to use this project to really break open this sort of NFT thing to all the you know no, more normal people, pe- people who don't know anything about NFTs or people who think, you know, we're all really into this. But I know that like the general sentiment, if you go walk out into the public, if you ask 10 people, at least one or two of them are going to say like NFTs are a scam or something like this, because, you know, maybe like 80, 90% of NFT projects are scams because it's really easy in this environment to essentially just hide your identity and take people's money. Um, so I, I want to like try and build something where if the, as soon as they see it, regardless of the fact it's been built on a blockchain and it uses NFTs, they like understand what it does. They, they see the value in it and you know, the fact is built on NFTs and blockchain is just, you know, another side of it. But in terms of like a service, just like normal people, people would want to use. I just hope we can get something like that going where um, we kind of break this sort of uh, stigma in their head of like what an NFT is. Um, so it's, it's about going forward. That's kind of like the m- main driving factor. I think that's like absolutely essential because when I released a collection of five and a half thousand, I realized very quickly that how small the community is actually in the, the Terra NFT space right now. And I'm sure it's growing like crazy. I can see that already, but um, I realized we kind of had to change. I had to change my plans a bit because um, the community was so small that, I kind of designed the thing for like many people to have one or two tokens and for them to be able to render. I realized very quickly, like we have to kind of change that around because um, there simply weren't (laughs) enough people. Um, Well, we'll see. Uh, We're very new. We're only one month old. So uh, maybe sort of two or three months down the line, we'll have a few thousand people. But um, yeah, that's uh, the goal going forward is to really crack this thing open build something that's really nice for our current customer base and also just start introducing more like AI models because right now we're just using one and I can explain how all the AI models work in a bit, but we essentially are just using one to do most of the rendering at the moment, but I want to try and introduce more over time because this technology moves really, really fast. It's only like one year old anyway um so if you just wait a month it's kind of like the terror space if you wait just a month the whole landscape has already changed so i i'm just more interested in seeing every, all the stuff that comes out from the ai and generative art space and trying to wrap it all up in a way where normal people can use it and utilize it and create value for themselves 
and because currently in the format that i use it or the format that most people who know how to use it see it as is just literally just blocks of code so if if we're able to uh make this technology more accessible to everyone then you know who knows where it's going to be i'm actually quite worried about the um general art industry because this technology is just so powerful and um in you know a few years ago you actually had to have like the dexterity and the the skills and the experience to you know make a beautiful picture or a painting or do a pencil drawing but now you don't all you need to do is think in your head what you want to see and write it down and it will show you what that looks like and that is just crazy and it's only it's getting better at like an unbelievable pace and so i honestly think going forwards our main job is just going to be trying to keep up with the development of this technology and just constantly trying to make it accessible to people uh and just always you know have the latest and greatest thing available to our customer base um so yeah that's like i guess i just um summarized where we started and uh where i would like to be or where we hope to be but um yeah i I, is there any sort of more specific questions that you would like to go into in terms of like maybe how things work or or like maybe the future collections yeah i think there's all of that but i think first of all i just want to recap i mean basically you've been going for a month You've already done 10 runs of renders. You've created a project that's highly accessible. You've now got a really committed community, a really good presence in, this, in, 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 in the Terra space, and already um, you know, creating really fantastic waves. And I really like what you said as well, because there is, and again, it seems strange to use the word traditional when we're talking about NFTs, because after all, the whole idea of NFTs is, is, is relatively new. You know, even the oldest projects are only a few years old at absolute max. But that idea of PFPs and community and so on, what you've done is you've actually opened Pandora's box in terms of allowing everyone to think about how they produce produce their own art. Uh, you've done it in a really accessible uh, and low-cost way. And I think what you've done is you really tapped into a creative vein, totally take your point about is it a concern for art? I don't think it is. And the reason I'll say that is whilst in theory, absolutely you can think of an idea and a vision, there are so many forms of uh, wonderful uh, art that can be created by genius minds that I think even with the best uh, technology, we can admire the art for what it is. But I think there'll always be that place for us to look at, wow, that came from the mind of a human, if that makes sense. So I think there's a place for both. And I think to your other point as well, um, the pace of change and development of the technology is absolutely astonishing. I mean, I've, I've, I've worked in IT for more years than I care to, to mention or even think about these days. <laughs> but yeah, the, the kind of the AI intelligence that I've used over the years has been yeah, really boring things like logistical planning and so on, but really important because you're trying to predict based on um, activity, what is likely to happen in the future. And it's about intelligent forecasting. And that you know, in in of itself, uh, with the power of computing now, 
is 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 many times uh, greater in terms of the granularity, the speed of response, uh, and everything else that you can get out of it. Reason for mentioning that is I've seen that pace of change, and it's completely unrelated to NFTs. But in your world, and this is my next question, <laughs> um, in your world, what's what's really fascinating is you mentioned some of the backstory, but you indicated very strongly that this is obviously a passion that you've had for some time, and, and there's a, a real crossover to your you know your, your day job, uh, as it were, or, or, or your traditional um, environment. So I'd really like to explore that further, and then. I think after that, absolutely, I want to know about the O's <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a lot more. So um, uh, hopefully my yeah. ramble made some sense. I'd be great just to, to explore a bit further about the origins uh, and also. Nice. I, I just needed someone to uh, put me back on track because I could have just kept on going. But um, yeah, essentially, uh, I'll just start with my own background because um, I start. I am. I've been doing photography for like 14 years. Um, I started photography when I was like 18. I was like pretty terrible in school. I got like a, a D, an E and a U in like biology, chemistry and physics. I was like living by myself at that time. It was like a tough period. And then after that, I went off to South Korea. I, I'm half Korean, half English. Uh, my mum is Korean. And so... I moved there and they were both living there at the time. So I kind of went through like most of my high school living by myself. And then I went to go join them after I finished and kind of bombed my A-levels. Um, I then went to Korea to like study creative Korean. I lived on like a, like a university international dorm. And it was like the most fun you can imagine. It was just like a TV drama living in this massive international dorm in in one of the universities in Seoul. And Seoul, like the city itself is, it's crazy. It's like 24 hours. It's like, if you've watched like Tokyo Drift or something like that, it, it really is not too far off. And so it was there where like, I basically just partied really hard for two or three years, learned Korean. And during that whole time, I got a job as a retoucher in the studio and I, I, I used to just retouch like hundreds of images a day. And I just remember like really not liking the photography I was looking at. Uh, and then just saying like, you know what, guys, I, I want to give this a go. And I started photography. Um, anyway, like I picked it up really quickly and um, people really liked my work, which is great. And quickly working in magazines. I was doing, I did like two or three exhibitions in Seoul as well. And then after sort of three years, I, I realized like, this is what I want to do with my life. So I, I moved back to the UK. I applied to London College of Fashion to study la fashion photography. I got rejected. So I built more portfolio. I applied the next year and then I got rejected. And then I built more portfolio. I applied the next, the year after that and then I got accepted into the course. So I basically went through about f five or six years of like building and training and learning before I even got accepted onto a course to study it. Um, but mind you, it is the most um, most applied photography course in the world. And they only accept 50 students a year. And most of them are international students because they pay so much more money. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so they so I got onto there, 
and then I just went through like sort of like a really hot period of like eight years or so of photography filmmaking I won like a string of awards I got loads of um kit sent to me for free and a bunch of cash from photography businesses that would sponsor me and going around doing talks doing demos and then when I was 25 or 26 I started a studio in Putney and I called it Putney Studio and that is where PS actually comes from um and so I ran the Putney Studio was literally just like an office block um in this building that was going to get demolished and I got a really because no one would um let me lease a space because I was like a student with no money no trading history um so only like an idiot would give me a place to lease anyway I found someone who would do that <laughs> uh off of Gumtree and uh I got like this old office that was going to get knocked down after six months to a year. And um, I turned it into a studio. I like painted everything, stripped everything out, painted everything white. I built like a small curve. And then, and then I uh, put it all onto like a website and started to rent it out in like a Airbnb style format. So like you go on the website, you choose what session you want and then, and then you book it in and then you turn up and then you use the studio so it was all like online booking platform uh, and it was really it went really well and i ran it all by myself for the, for a while and then uh because it was an office block you'd literally just have like an office unit next to an office unit next to an office unit so i i then took like the next office unit along and i turned that into a studio and you know put some different changes into that one and then i listed it and then that went well and i took the next unit along and then and then that went well and then i found a new space in brixton and i built two more there and then after two three years i basically had five different photography studios um that i was just operating as like uh hiring out and you know just airbnb style um and then like one day the this space in wimbledon came along and i took that it was way better than everything we'd had before so i closed them all down and just focused on this place in wimbledon and uh yeah built just like a really nice studio then we're still there right now um and that that was uh that's basically kind of what i do on my other side actually that's how i got to where i am where i'm at now is essentially art after running studios for so long, I basically became a producer and a content uh, di shooting advertising and everything for different brands uh, all around the world, basically. And so um, after running the studios for a certain amount of time, I essentially just knew nearly everything about how to shoot content, difference between product photography, e-commerce, portrait, fashion, automobiles, um you know service based stuff architecture all this stuff so i, I learned all the different schools of photography because all of my customers came from like every single genre of photography um and then that really played well then later on when essentially we started working with loads of big brands and that's that's kind of what i do right now other than ps labs is um i just produce content for global brands uh one one of our main brands is uh gq british gq and american gq uh we got like loads of work lined up with all the w hotels around the world soon so doing a lot of um luxury travel 
stuff, which are like the best clients. If you ever get into photography, don't get into fashion because it looks glamorous, but it's not. Uh, actually, luxury travel is what you want to be shooting if you get into photography. Um, anyway, uh, they're basically my partner, my fiance, who's an incredible filmmaker. Um, and then that kind of all, so, so I basically over the past three or four years built like a, a career and a business, not just servicing, you know, brands and companies that need content, but also servicing creatives and uh, artists who need help with their work and their projects and just facilitating all of the things around them to make sure their projects just go really well. And, you know, I've got I've got like a really deep experience in in supporting artists, basically. And as soon as this as soon as I got introduced to this AI stuff and I'll go through that as well, because that was kind of like a story and it's uh, that's kind of a story in itself. Um, as soon as I got into this AI stuff, not only was it just intriguing for me, but as soon as uh, I could see the enthusiasm from everyone of like how interesting they found it you know people not really sure what it is and how it works and it's just intriguing and i was, I was like you know what guys let let's just roll this out to all of you <laughs> what just try it and use it um we had to sort of you know, do a lot of work to try and make it that easy for people to do but um yeah just trying to crack it open and once once that's done you know, it's immensely fun. <laughs> and um, I think people are now starting to, it's like a slow burner. Like it looks good from the outside. You do your first submission and then you're not sure. And then you get it airdropped to your wallet. And then I think that's the moment where you realize, oh my God, this is awesome. Um, and then you do it again. And then actually, you know, two, three weeks down the line, you actually get really good at it. And you actually know how to make it sort of behave in certain ways and uh, it's been really interesting because people are getting really good at it now uh, especially in our community and like the work is getting better and better people keep saying oh the ai keeps getting better we haven't changed the no. ai at all <laughs> well that, that's interesting i need some tips then i'll produce some nice stuff i'll be honest but clearly my uh, sort of verbal usage doesn't always translate um i just wanted to i didn't mean to interject too much but but it's such a wonderful wonderful monologue i could listen to this for hours i can see how your your spaces run until 3 a.m um but i mean the important point for me is, is firstly hats off congratulations i'm I, I love success stories now i know a lot of people say you know brits aren't, aren't great at celebrating success I think it's marvelous when you hear stories like this, that the way you created your labs, the fact that you persisted on a course where there were only 50 places and you persisted and you got in after several rejections, the, the, you then made it, you took that office block. And I love that the fact that PS is Pitney, Studio, Pitney Studios, I never would have guessed that. Um, but I mean, incredible, incredible background. And I think as well, a deep love of art and, and an appreciation of, of its form. So I can now understand the comment you made at the start, which is your concern that perhaps AI may um, you know, inadvertently uh, damage um, you know, the human side of art. I genuinely don't think it will, um, for yeah. the reasons I outlined earlier. But I think, I think, I think, you know, absolutely fascinating background, fascinating 
and I, I loved, you know, the kind of the links to the you know, the different cultures and and the does sound fun that international uh, school experience. I have to say that sounds very it good. Is, in in, in Seoul, that does sound awesome. That's maybe one for <laughs> yeah. another for another chat. Um, but I think <laughs> importantly, you've hit. Um, a real seam there, sorry, when I interrupted you, which is ultimately you're looking to take um, the AI forward. But actually at the moment, and I didn't realize this either, I've just watched other people produce amazing things and I keep missing the, the, the deadlines. I'll go, oh, it's open. And then I'll be working away for a few days and I'll go, oh, oh I've missed it. Um, but but no, but in all seriousness, I mean, I've produced a few, some good, some None of them are bad, but some of them have gone, oh, God, what did I use prompt-wise for that? And then and, and sort of <laughs> there's that realization, and I think you did a really nice video actually a couple of weeks ago to highlight what needs to be done or could be done um, to improve it. And, and equally, I just keep putting in football references and things just to see what comes out. <laughs> but but I'm, I think the important point, though, is the community is learning. And actually, it's really funny, isn't it? Because AI is about adaption, learning, and improvement. But it's actually the community that are adapting, learning, and improving their inputs to then get the best value out of the outputs. So I kind of find that quite fascinating as well. So I think sort of having sort of um, kind of taken in a, a lot of very exciting background and also kind of where it goes next, I think maybe we tee you up now to, to yeah, to talk about yeah, that, that next development in AI and also the next collection that's coming, which which I'm very excited about. Yeah. I'm sure many others are on this call and beyond. No, thank you. That's a, that was actually an amazing setup. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so we have been working whilst running the lab. And, you know, there's some days where we don't run the lab. And in those days, we are using our rendering capacity to create the O collection. The O collection is basically what you see in the X token, like the actual token itself. Um, the O collection will allow you to make that. It will allow you to make AI-generated GIFs. And we're going to release 2,500 of them. We're going to sell them for a uh, whitelist, uh, 100 US dollars each. And you can only buy one, actually uh if you're whitelist and the only way to get on the whitelist is to own an x token in your wallet and uh a few hours before we're just going to snapshot all the x token holders and then that will be the whitelist um that will go for about 12 hours i think we're planning 12 hour whitelist and then we then do a public mint unlimited for 150 us dollars it'll all be um candy machine or random minting uh which you know it is i realize people within this space just love it so just give, give the people what what they want <laughs> um and so i'm really looking forward to that because it, i mean i hope other people are looking forward to it as well because i don't know how much interest people have in making their own gifts but um basically like pulling it off has been a crazy technical challenge um there is so many steps in in the whole workflow that I've had like a few members of staff just like lose their mind and just essentially have like a mental breakdown at work because so, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh in that case. No, I was being <laughs> yeah, yeah. to lose their mind. Uh, no, no, God, that's not good. That's not good. But hopefully yeah. they're okay. Well, no, no, they're fine. They're fine. Um, well, it's just more of um, 
because you know in the first few days when we started to roll this service out we had to like design the workflow we had to like build a workflow from scratch and no one oh actually no one has done this before. like no one else really does it i know that uh dystopia i had a, a certain they're doing some making things and airdropping it back but uh, we're trying to run more of like a continuous service kind of thing and um the technical challenges in that were really crazy because there's a bunch of companies doing like generative art for people right but there's no companies that are like basically mint it onto blockchain and airdrop it because all the ai generative art stuff is just one half of this project is just one that's the one half and one part of it that is actually quite unrelated to the other half which is all of the batch mint and airdrop functions um it's just kind of like two separate workflows but i think they that they sit quite well together as as concepts like ai art and nft and crypto kind of seem to be they marry together so well so i think people kind of blend it all together in their head because it's all like really nascent technology um so actually figuring out all the ai stuff we'd already figured all of that out the the really difficult part was actually the the batch function of like minting it all and airdropping it to to hundreds and hundreds of well, hundreds of people and not making like any mistakes there and, and like we've made loads of mistakes actually if you look carefully you'll, you'll see loads but um that it's like from making all of these mistakes we realized what the mistakes even are like what the pitfalls are because because no one does no, like there's basically no one doing this so we have had to like design this workflow from total scratch and we have not been able to like borrow from anyone like how to make it work we've just had to do it through like trial and error and and then so i i believe we've got to a point where we're kind of running the x rendering and the, the rendering for the x token holders quite smoothly now at this point and it, it definitely is not the technical challenge it was one month ago um and so now i feel like it's a good time for us to now like you know up the ante a bit bring out some yeah, bring out something serious because still images is is still nice i think actually they'll always kind of be people's favorites but other than just producing the nice artwork i'm really interested in the challenge i'm really interested in sort of like you know technically how how can we do this um uh what do we need to do how do we turn it into like a service will people like it and if they like it how or they don't like it even how do we like make it better how do we this and so actually for the o collection that's coming up just looping back to the o collection we had to like invent we've had to make loads of scripts from scratch and so if you can imagine the way the x token rendering works it's like it'll render one then it moves on to the next one renders the next person's renders the next person's right the O collection is essentially going to render three to four images per per prompt. So it's going to do about three, four times the amount of rendering that an X token requires. So then once you have that, you essentially just have like 
let's say 500 X token renders. In this case, you're now going to have 2,000 still images rendered for an open bunch of GIFs. You then have to like compile and folderize like all 2,000 images into folders of four. And then you have to then uh, combine, basically combine them all then again into GIF animations. And at the end of that, it all has to be perfectly named and categorized so we know exactly whose is whose and like what render belongs to what person. And then we send it to those wallet addresses. So it's just like all this, <laughs> it's just been like a crazy uh, experience of like designing and building um, this sort of service for people. And it started with them just loving the original service and be like, oh my God, these guys really love that. Then let's build more. Let's uh, build more things for them. Let's uh, make it really fun. And what's been amazing that I was not expecting is that people from within our community have all that basically amongst all the people within our community, we have like all the skill sets to like build this thing out properly, like a real nice service. And I, I, I wasn't really anticipating on getting like sort of that kind of help from the people buying the tokens. I, I, I kind of thought like, you know, I might be on my own here a bit and um, I'm just going to smash it out. I'm just going to work really hard. But um, it turned out very quickly, literally just after one or two weeks that um, people were sort of coming out of the woodwork and saying, you know, I'm a developer, I, I'm a data analyst and I I'm a, have experience doing community management. Like for example, uh, Archangel there and Chubby, they're both in the room right now. Those guys stepped up on sort of day one, day two. They're like, okay, uh, do you know Discord? I'm like, yeah, I know Discord. They're like, okay, we're going to make it. They put it all together. They built Discord. It's beautiful. It's like a work of art, like all the channels and <laughs> like all the set, they set up all the validation stuff, which basically meant that we could then run like the rendering service in its first form. Without that validation on the Discord channel, we never would have been able to roll out the the first form of the X rendering. And so it was like really key. And then uh, these are all like skills that I just tot I'm totally lacking in. And um, people like really stepped up and sort of carried me, you know. And uh, that was like something I wasn't expecting. But then like after I sort of got into the flow a bit, I realized, oh my God, I've got like, some really talented people here um, who really want to help. Uh, and they, you know, we all want to see this thing become a huge success. Um, so kind of like my mentality then changed a bit. It was like, okay, got this awesome talent. Everyone want, you know, we got some awesome developers, great designers, uh, awesome community managers and people who kind of got their fingers in the industry a bit. And uh, so then my mentality changed a bit more around to sort of like, okay, how do we use these really skilled people in a, in a way where they're also having fun, you know? And um, and then, you know, uh, switching over to that style of thought then, and that's what we've done. And we, we then worked on this sort of version one. It was important for me to, even though Discord, I'd say, is the heart of the community, it's, it's always, probably always going to be, um, we really needed to cut Discord out, actually, uh, when it comes to the actual pure service itself, like the actual rendering service. So uh, we released that. And that was really important to get that out of the way before we launched the O Collection. Because um, 
I feel like if we just went ahead and launched the O collection without solving the accessibility problems to the lab and like we had like this really crazy complex onboarding process to like even to even get someone to get their first render you had to go through like six or seven steps and for someone who doesn't know what discord is they'll just say you know like screw it i can't like this is bullshit i can't be bothered to do all this stuff um you know it's kind of you know still then just all this uh nft blockchain uh sort of um style of doing things where everything seems to be built around discord and i mean i've come to really love it but what mm. i'd say is um for a lot of people who don't know anything about nfts and crypto as soon as you t ask them to do something like that they'll just say no like they, they'll they'll they can't they don't know what discord is they don't want to bother with that it's meant to be fun and that doesn't sound fun you know to to someone who doesn't join on with these communities. Um, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think absolutely. Uh, for me, it's about friction in the journey. So, I mean, I absolutely love Discord. I, I'm actually maxed out, and every so often a new Discord comes along, like almost every day, and I have to sort of decide which ones I'm going to exit because there is a maximum limit, just in case anyone didn't know that. <laughs> but, but, but the important point there is absolutely to someone who's perhaps non-technical or isn't you know a kind of traditional person that's comfortable in jumping into lots of you know different apps different tech then absolutely it's a barrier to entry and i love the fact that very quickly and you keep saying you know we listen to the community we've done this we've done that you've only been going a month you've done some amazing innovative activities in an incredibly short space of time which absolutely you know i doff my cap to you i think it's an incredible achievement but i think the important thing is you're already thinking longer term how do we make this an accessible opportunity for, for, for normies for want of a better expression and this is something that i often talk about in, in the different uh discussions i have because if we are going to see mass adoption of some of this great you know crypto backed technology and capability, I think that's the best way to describe it, then we need to almost create a, 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 a shell, a cover, a veneer that someone who isn't comfortable with the technical aspects can dive into without possibly in some cases realizing that there is that whole kind of crypto technology behind it, or in this case, AI rendering and, and, and development technology. Um, I, th I think it's fascinating just to kind of have these discussions and, and uh, certainly getting me thinking. And, and, and I think rather than, I think I probably mistitled this, it's not really an AMA. Yes, we do have a couple of questions at the end, but essentially <laughs> it, it is very much a meet and it's an exploration of the early stages of a new technology. And actually you're already thinking customer which absolutely, from the way you built your business, I can absolutely see why and how that's that's developed. But what you're absolutely doing now is thinking quick stage innovation. How can we make it better? Community engagement, bringing in those wonderful multiple skill sets of your community. And um, obviously, Archangel is someone I've been talking to for a while. You're great community actors. I think probably just to close off my part here, um, I think that this 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 terror community is the most incredibly enjoyable, welcoming, and exciting thing I've ever been involved in in my entire life. It's just a brilliant, brilliant community. Yeah, I, I um, totally uh, kind of join you on that last sentiment there. And it's something that I was totally unexpected as well. I never thought I'd be like this deep into it. I never, because, uh, you know, just to sort of um, just go back over my point slightly before is I think I actually came into this space with 
a bit i i say like not knowing discord and stuff was maybe a disadvantage but i think i came with a in with a massive advantage in the sense that i didn't know how things are meant to be done and i didn't i i'm you know i, I didn't know anything about the terror community either and so all i came into it in my head with was how can we just make a service in general like not necessarily a nft uh blockchain kind of thing because you know most people who hear how most nft collections work where uh they'll just even when you tell them what you can do with the nft you'll say like oh you buy the nft and then you stake it and then you get tokens back and then they'll just be like i have no clue what you're talking about um and so at least with uh, it's like for me coming into this was basically like i love the idea of and the challenges of building it all on this technology but still i want like my mom and dad to understand what i'm doing you know like i want to be able to explain it to my grandma or my mom my dad or even just my girlfriend and be like uh yeah that's what it is and then for them to be like oh i understand what you're talking about because half the time when i hear like loads of tech bros talking about crypto and things they, they just like alienate people um with sort of this really sort of um very specific vocabulary and things like that so i, I think like coming into it for without having all of that experience was a bit of an advantage because i really learned you know, i was really been really open to learning everything new but also i realized that this community is so closed or like as in like um they've really got their own way of doing things basically and 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 to some point like i i was you know i have to go along with it but to some to another extent i was like you know what i want to try change uh the way things work in general but i uh, you know not in general but i don't want to do it in in the same way um and so yeah it's been like a really interesting experience i think i've had like a bit of an advantage by coming in and not knowing anything in a way and um then these people like archangel and uh chubby and all the other people on our team they they um recover, how to say cover filled in the gaps that i have um i i do actually have a question for you oh excellent and, and <laughs> After I ask the question to you, uh, open the floor up for other people to answer. Yeah, it is a question that I, is a question I asked of um, when we had a brief sort of room the other day. Is so, I've got a really clear idea of um, what I was the X collection and the O collection, like sort of where we can go with the rendering services. Right, I have a very clear idea of what I want to do with the service itself, mm -hmm. but. We have this collection, which is the labs. And actually, the labs is probably the most valuable part of the whole project because that is like the community collection where like it's been made by all of you guys who use the service. And right now, we haven't really given it much thought on how we sort of architect uh, spaces and pages and other things around that. So, I guess, like my question back to you, who, who someone who's been in this space for a long time, you understand what we're doing as well. Is um, what do you think are like really sort of? 
I would say look, let's start with like low hanging fruit, you know, stuff that's like really easy and quick to implement that will make a big change. Um, and of around the lab collection. So like, is, what do you think is just to sort of summarize in one question, I guess, is um, what do you think are sort of low hanging fruits and quick, easy changes or things we can build that won't be too much effort, but will make really positive, big positive impact around the lab collection itself? I think it's actually a really difficult question uh, because the lab collection by its own definition is the sum of many individuals' own viewpoints, standpoints, uh, inputs that probably have their own themes that are common to. So, for example, in my case, most of the ones that I've submitted are are sports-related. Now, they're not always produced the most just beautiful of, of renders, but um, there'll be others who perhaps have focused on maybe space themes or, or nature or science. Um, so there's an argument that there's an element of curation that could be brought to the collection. But I think the interesting thing for me, uh, and I don't have the answer, by the way, uh, I, th I think and I'll caveat to that with um, having been in the space, I've been in the terror NFT space uh, since that began. That only began about nine months ago. Prior to that, I was. Um, massive enthusiast for predominantly the Terra blockchain. Prior to that, I've been involved um, since way back when with a number of uh, um, interesting experiences, fingers burnt, toes burnt in, diff in different um, uh, coins, communities, uh, and so on for a number of years. Uh, and, and I think it was really the embracing of the, of the utility of, of, of opportunity and the community-based element that really sung out to me from NFTs. So I think bringing it back, uh, and it's, it's nice that you put him on the spot, I appreciate this. Um, uh, essentially, I think the success or failure of any given project, the, the bedrock is its community. Um, if you've got an engaged community that really wants to, to take things forward, I think that in of itself <clears throat> actually is a massive value driver. So if you look at all of the projects that have launched and then perhaps had, for, for want of a better expression, they've burned bright, but they've, uh, but they've burned only briefly. What tends to happen there is they mint, they mint out, they have a one collection focus. Um, the founders don't necessarily rug, so it's not about that. There are some bad actors in the space, but let's focus on a project that launches. It produces its first mint. Then it goes very quiet. Now, what you've done is really interesting because the first mint collection um, actually immediately had a follow-up utility, which is obviously you know, the labs collection. Now, the labs collection is an ongoing uh, piece of activity that is very much supported by community desire to be involved. Now, in terms of value, opportunities, quick wins, low-hanging fruit, it's difficult because there isn't really anything. And okay, I mean, a good example that perhaps comes close in terms of the utility uh, use case, which is obviously just Dystopai, a project I'm a, I'm a massive fan of, um, they've, they've, they've gone down... Um, the route, and I think it was announced earlier today, and I've actually got a session with those guys actually on, on Saturday, um, our time in Europe for people listening, um, a reasonable hour for our Australian friends uh, when I'm doing that. But their collection was based around the premise of 
they did a whole range of AI-based activities, and collection holders can do their own renders, and as you know, or morphs even, there's various variety of different choices, but they're done on a quite a controlled basis. It's a monthly release and so on. I'm, I'm sure you're very, very familiar with that. We touched upon that earlier. But what they've also done is they've created a kind of a law, a story around the project. So the idea being that there's been a terrible disaster. The moon's kind of separated from the Earth. The world's kind of in a bit of a mess. Yeah, there's four different uh, areas of the world all kind of suffering different plagues and challenges. And the sea's not the safest place either. So they kind of set that law up. And now what they're doing is creating a, a follow-up um, NFT collection, which I think has yeah, literally just been announced today. So I need to do some more uh, reading and research. And I'm sure I'll explore that in more depth. So I guess what I'm saying there is, that's the only remotely comparable project I can think of, and that's purely because of the AI. Whereas what you've got there is a completely community-driven um, art, art project that I think maybe there's an opportunity to think about how you curate subsets of that if individuals want to do so. Um, I think that that's a possibility. Or maybe there's, there's an element of you could look at particular themes that you could encourage people to explore and then you almost by default you're kind of limiting the range of of of, of, of prompts if you like for a particular time period or focus so that the art is all born from a similar you know genesis phrase or something like that there's probably ways that you can do those sorts of things but i think What's been so I... funny is, um, sorry. Uh, no, that's, that's all right. As I say, I'm turning into a ramble. <laughs> just ba- no, no, just based off of what you were just saying is um, a lot of people's ideas on, some people's ideas on how we build out the lab is kind of centered around restricting what people are able to do, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like by yes. creating these restrictions, we can then make sure things are like more similar to each other and um, all these yeah. other things. And um, that is like, of, I'd say like number one, yeah, it, it, it will work in, in that sense, but I really want to avoid going down this path of like yes. introducing, like restricting people's capabilities more. For example, a really common one we get is like, oh, can I render something that's in the same, that, does the X token itself govern like the style of what my render looks like? Oh. And then they want to do that. And I'm like, that's a nice idea, but would you, do you really want me to do that? Because all I'm going to be doing is like restricting mm-hmm. the capability of the service to you. Um, I'm just going to be filtering out pretty much all the rest of the <laughs> stuff you're able to do, which is crazy just so that you can make, something that looks just so that you have the X token. But um, yeah. I've had had an idea. I I agree with you, by the way. I was thinking that, I guess I was talking it through, you know, literally my thought processes were forming as I was talking. You could put the guardrails in if people want to have that, if you like, guided view of what they want to create. So maybe there's an element that you could sort of allow or support people doing that. But ultimately what you're talking about there is true creative freedom to really explore the AI to, the, to its fullest depths of capability, yeah. which, which I love. I guess where I'm struggling in my mind is by allowing that, how do you then create linkages around the very different, vastly uh, broad elements of the collection as, as, as yeah. they will be? And it's a really, really interesting question. Maybe, maybe there's a bit of both. 
yeah. maybe that's maybe that's the answer. Some people, and I'm one of them, will absolutely come out with a crazy prompt just to see what happens because I'm interested. Yeah. And, I, and I, in some ways, it's not I don't care about the app. Of course, I do, but I don't go into it with a view that I'm going to say the following phrase in order to produce this. I kind of say I want to say this phrase. I want to see what happens, and it might not always make sense, but. But that's kind of how my brain works. Yeah. Whereas other people might want to say, well, I want to do a really nice curated question, maybe around, you know, nature, fields, animals, whatever it might be. And they kind of want to create loads of beautiful, you know, outputs yeah. that are based around a theme. Um, and that's great for the individual. And maybe they need the guardrails to understand, well, if you're using prompts like this, you're going to get this type of output. So if that's the direction that you want to go, and this is what you can do. Whereas someone like me, you might say, you quite, you've got some zany ideas. Actually, your ideas aren't really coming out well as, as renders because of the way you're using the phrasing. So maybe there's guidance, maybe something like that. But I'll, I'll be honest. And when you asked me, I was fried, by the way, and I had to be up at <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 5.30 the next day. But when you asked me, you caught me in a very tired end of spaces moment. But at the moment, I, I do feel, I won't say wide awake. I could certainly uh, sleep fairly soon, but I'm pretty good to talk for another, you know, another sort of uh, period of time. But no, I, I, I think it's, it's a great one to thrash around. I think, as I said to you, when we chatted privately after, after the um after the spaces, you know, over the last few days, yeah, I'm really happy to you know sit down with you, whether it's physically, which is entirely possible given the proximity. Yeah, yeah or, definitely. Or, 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 I, I, or by the way, I'm a really keen cyclist, and um, I cycle you, around you, your area all the time. Oh, no, excellent. <laughs> like, well, well, I know all of the towns in the area and everything, but um, excellent. Well, what I would say is, I'm not a cyclist. I mean, it's not that I'm not a cyclist. Not not. Yeah. I have was as a kid. But um, I haven't been on a bike in donkey's years. But, mm. I mean, I think, obviously, one, one for us to talk offline and not... not we definitely um, need to... Um, yeah, it would be good to meet up once to dwell on it. But uh, just to backtrack yeah, absolutely. Like, one yeah. more time is... Um, one thing I really want to avoid is just releasing collection after collection. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example releasing like a pfp project and then after the pfp project we release yeah, like a yeah. whole bunch of items and all and yes, yes. all of these items upgrade your pfp and then like mm -hmm. they're stuck in this trap of like basically always having to try to raise more money and they do it by just continuing to create these sort of games for people uh like to make them feel like they're playing a game of some kind um and and then maybe eventually they do say we're going to make a play to earn game, uh, but and like you you know kind of just getting stuck in uh, stuck in this trap of like just always having to create a new collection, and so I'm trying to create like a system where we, all of the collections we make have like very specific use case, yeah, and and like it all adds to we're not like just making uh like and it all just adds to one single collection which is the labs yes um yeah. and yeah i just did like because that's one thing i when i look around at how most nft projects do operate i, I kind of um the only way to kind of keep things going and keep the momentum going seems to be to just like release more modifiers for I, mean, I guess that's essentially what we're doing in the lab as well they're modifiers for the la um, they're modifiers basically but um yeah yeah it's a tough one i guess like I'm, as i said like we are doing it ourselves actually mm -hmm. but it's like 
trying to find like the utility uh, outside of this sort of constant uh, need to really keep releasing collections. And I think the key to that is going to be building around the labs, actually. And and there are like most of the things you were suggesting are were like sort of community driven things like activities for them to do in terms of like competitions, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But I would say I'd like to kind of try to create more real utility for them in terms of like they can actually make an entire career off of just using our ecosystem well by like just constantly creating artwork and selling it to like one idea I've been playing around with. I work with a lot of art galleries in London mm-hmm. uh, is to basically say to the art galleries in London, like we have this giant generative art collection right here. Um, do you want to like offer it to your client base? We can basically just get them commissioned as paintings and drawings, really? uh, get them made up. You stick them up in, and you basically just sell them because we would deal with a lot. Actually with my normal job, I deal a lot with um wholesale art galleries so they sell they sell all the art to the art galleries all around the country and around europe um so i was thinking like basically that those kinds of use cases where like uh because i i understand that like and and definitely coming into all the terror stuff i understand how important community is and i'm loving it as well i something i totally overlooked and now it's like i can't get off my phone because i'm (laughs) <laughs> look at discord and what everyone's got to say and everyone's sharing all the time and um i'm totally sucked into it now um but um just, i i understand that like we always want to do build more into that and and um really reward the people within that space but i'm wondering like the the things that i would like to do with the lab will definitely be general community stuff but I'm wondering if there's any sort of like really big value we can add by just these things like for, like as I just mentioned, like dealing with art galleries for people to like wholesale their renders out and like they actually can make a real career off of that. Um, you know, so it's no longer just a, it is fun, but it's actually uh, really functional for them as a person and uh they can use it basically it's like a tool it becomes like a tool for their careers um and like i think the community side of building is actually very easy as you said we just choose filters and just curate around certain things like what's the best what's the worst what's the highest value what's the most traded uh you know just metrics but uh, th- and then and then yeah so w- that'll probably be all the low-hanging fruit that we really go for uh, in the beginning but and then i'm thinking like once you've done all of those things how do we like continue to um provide value i think it actually will come down to basically turning it almost into a tool for people um and yeah that that's where my head is at with the abs collection but um, yeah, yeah, and then other than that, we've got like lo- I've got there's basically loads of other things um, that I would like to build the space towards. Uh, so, like for example, we'll do animation soon as well. We'll be rolling out animation um, after do- we do GIF animation, and we got like some other GANs coming in as well. So not just the one that you've used. We're going to be 
essentially just you'll have the choice of which generative art model you use to create your still and when when that all comes in it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be great fun people are going to be trying all kinds of things yes. but um yeah yeah I mean, that's great. I think I'm coming back to the question. I, I probably one thing I'd sort of sort of just play back is absolutely it's a nascent space. Uh, Terra space has been going less than a year, way less than a year. In fact, you know, you take yourself back to April of 2021. There weren't any NFT projects live on Terra. So it's a new space. Obviously, the broader NFT space, you know, predominantly started in, in the ETH uh, chain, has been going you know, for a significant longer time. And I think you're right. There's probably a blueprint that, that certain projects follow, new projects come in and follow. What I love is you, you're kind of smashing that uh, element and looking for you know, a new paradigm, which I think is brilliant. And I think it can and will work. But what I would say is, I think there's a place for all of them. I mean, for example, there are some terrible projects. There are some excellent projects as well that are building slowly, building real, real engagement and value. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, there's a place for kind of multi-mint projects, so long as they're seen as not for the sake of. Um, where where you are, I think, is 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 unique. It's niche. I've not seen any other project offer such a scale of of of, of personal opportunity. And I think the thing that's really fascinating me is 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 your point there that actually you're creating effectively the toolkit, the platform, and the access potentially, as you mentioned, with the gallery opportunity for people to really make something substantial out of their own. Um, uh, rendering uh, experiences, and I think you know, for me, absolutely. And I, I, I got involved. So I thought it was great fun, and it, it, it is. It absolutely is great fun. But I think what you're talking about there is is there are, and I, maybe I'm sort of playing it out in my own mind. But maybe there are lots of different shades of the project for different individuals. There's 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 there's, um, there's a PS Labs for everyone, if you like. For those that want to come in, have a little bit of fun, do a few renders, which is probably someone like me. And actually, for someone like myself, who in, in the traditional art sense, I could pick up a brush and it would just it would just be a stick man every time. So I just don't have any any of that type of creative ability. I have other creative abilities in different fields, but <laughs> but in terms of actual you know creation of art, I can admire art. And, and I certainly do, but, I, but I'm not very good at creating it. But this allows you to do that, which is great. And then people can kind of hone their you know, rendering input skills. I love the fact you talk about the different models that are coming in. I can see lots of different strands. I've got a kind of, um, a kind of visual in my mind of, of the different avenues that you could create. And again, um, I, I'm quite a sort of... A, a visual write things up on boards and do sketch outs and mind maps and things. There's a lot of different areas that you, you could evolve the project into. But I think the most powerful thing, most powerful thing you've done so far is you've quickly pivoted and, and adjusted and, and developed the project in rapid short order. And I think that that is to, is to, uh, is to your credit. Um, and um, I think obviously you posed me a great question there. Um, I think uh, there are there are wrong answers, absolutely. But I don't think there's necessarily one right path. I think there's a lot of opportunities. And probably I'll, I'll close off my own thoughts on this and say that the whole space for me is 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 a test and learn and fail fast opportunity. 
Um, that's kind of the way I see the market. I see the opportunity that, that that's out there in front of us. Uh, and um, PS Labs is a perfect place to to you know, test that. But I take I take your point about the collections and not wanting to tread the same path, not wanting to sort of talk about is there a game at the end and all that sort of good stuff that works with certain projects. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It really is. A, it's a fascinating yeah. discussion and debate. Basically, like, um, you know what you were saying about the user that uses it for fun is mm-hmm. um, if, we, if, we, if all of our community and all of our users are people who are just using it for fun, which, which it kind of is right now. I think some people have found their own use case for it and, and people have made loads of profit on it just selling their renders uh you know in the marketplaces but essentially if if that's the main customer we have to keep on releasing stuff to to, to keep it fun for them you know yeah but as soon as we turn it into a tool then we don't really need to focus so much on just maintaining the fun levels because it will like then continuously be used because they'll need to use it um basically um yes. and um how can we get it to like uh, that, that this is the basic this is like the questions i'm asking myself and there's actually been some other questions that running this project has been very interesting there's been some stuff that's um i never thought i was i would have to think about and one thing has been the ethics of what we will and will not render and oh. that has been pretty much one of the big it, it plays a much bigger part than I could have ever expected, especially in the midst of um, sort of everything that's going on right now in our world. Oh. Um, the ethics of what we will render has played a, has sort of after literally two, two or three days of running this service became like a central question. And we literally had to have like a team meeting to discuss like the ethics of what we're doing so, so and, dare, dare i ask what what sort of things have people put distasteful prompts and things well like? yeah yeah it's me it'll be stuff like about putin um God. and like uh like like homophobia homophobic oh. stuff and um there's, there's, there's some people would say like you know hmm. gay putin and i'll be like well i would never ever insult gay people like that no <laughs> and i was like um but yeah yeah like uh so yeah it really is and then uh, like there's that right the actual like pretty obvious uh mm-hmm. politically correct stuff but there's um there's like more in there's more like in intricate sorts of things that people for example some of my staff get um sometimes upset because they interpret things in a different way to like what maybe someone's written so I know, what's an example of this uh, i mean, some people just take offense to anything so it's been interesting to see even from my own team like what they have problems with rendering or not just on a their own individual like moral and ethical uh level i come from sort of like this idea that you know we'll render anything as long as it doesn't hurt someone and is not hateful yes. as long as it's like not hateful then like i think it's fine um but then like, but then you get all the people trying to use it to basically make uh, explicit content <laughs> right, <laughs> so, okay. and that's been Love really that. fun uh because 
uh, we actually had a problem where the AI for like one or two runs was making everything um, sexy. Is like putting like basically boobs and bums and stuff <laughs> into like renders that literally had nothing. There was nothing in the in the prompt to that. No, I I feel I know what um what made it do this. So so we create in the background, right? When you put your prompt in, it, that's like one line that we use. That's like the main line we use. And then we create things called cocktails, or I call it a cocktail, right? And we'll mm-hmm. be released. And it, but the thing is, you guys probably know them as seeds. Um, ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So what they are, we, I would actually explain our company as being an art research company because mm. we literally document and scour through pretty much probably like every textbook of art that you can buy in the shop or online we like scour through them and we run like everything everything and we then create like giant visual databases and these are private and this is what i release slowly in the uni and i I might release some soon and then we use this in the back end to recombine uh different mixes of things into what i would call a cocktail and uh we then over time we realize what are the really good ones and they work with literally everything like the 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 key to these is that they work with like almost everything because you want to make sure that like generally like 90 percent of people are getting really good renders back right because otherwise they'll just go they're not going to have fun um so when we're making these cocktails, essentially the, the the desired result is that it like has a really high hit rate on like making a really nice image, and uh, the one we are running from so so in the cocktail it's not just like styles of art, it's not just like painting and graphite and stuff. You can also say like artists and you know and people have been catching on to that recently, and you can you can use anything. And what one of them was like trending on instagram or something like this i can't remember exactly what it was but we it had trending on and then it started just creating like loads of really explicit uh <laughs> visuals <God>. and, <laughs> and then i realized it's because i think it it thought it was picking up on basically what the most one of the most viewed sites in the world might be and what one of the main categories within that site is probably like trending on pornhub.com i think i and then like i turned i basically changed that around and then it stopped it so i realized that it was like picking up on like these things and i was like oh my god like this fit this technology is so crazy like um so yeah we 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 went yeah that's what i mean like um i guess we're like just backtracking back to the ethics ethical point of things very interesting um uh yeah sometimes it just makes stuff that even though you didn't want it to be uh you didn't even mean it to be explicit or hateful (laughs) it can just sometimes make stuff that um is uh, offensive to some people and um it's like how do you filter that like how do you there has to be like a human in the middle, if you get what I mean. Absolutely. Like, to to, to, to counsel it. 
There was a case a few years ago, and I forget which major uh, software development company created this, but there was a, an artificial intelligence that basically very quickly, when given certain prompts, started saying really racist and offensive things. <laughs> and it, I don't know if you remember, it was quite a big story at the time. I, I'll dig it out afterwards and, and ping it across to you. But I think it, it might have been a Microsoft project. And, and it was like, obviously, you know, when these things are unleashed onto the public, there is a certain type of person that wants to cause havoc, and, and, and that's what it did. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. but. Um, I'll, I'll... Yeah, there's always there's always people that are trying to game game it and break the system and things like that. And honestly, I kind of love those people. Um, they're they're some of my favorite people because in some, I feel like my spirit is very similar. Like I'm always trying to figure out where the limit is, um, but. I just uh, and then also from seeing how they behave. So one thing about this has also been is like people are using this and behaving in ways that I never anticipated, and and it's just seeing how people are using it in their own way has basically forced us to like rethink like how we could, like some things we can or can't do. This might be dangerous or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really interesting rolling this out to people. And then the technical side is one thing, but then there's like this whole ethical side of um, what what can we allow people to to see? Because we're basically just letting people see the things that they're thinking of, and some people think of some really crazy shit, <laughs> and um, and most of it is great, but some of it is like you can't print that. Um, <laughs> so we, um, yeah, it's been. Um, I guess this is must be like how like some this is you know like something like Facebook the kind of things that they have to deal with when absolutely when people yeah. just are allowed to post whatever they want and then I can imagine actually down the line that becoming probably like one of the main problems you right. know um, not like a technical problem I think it'll be like a moral and ethical problem of yes like people using this in a certain way and is that acceptable um and so that's kind of like for me what i anticipate as being the big problems down the line um but yeah but like i mean for now it's fun and like really intriguing but also that could be that's like because this stuff is like on there is like kind of um What's the term? It's like unprecedented. There's no precedent mm-hmm. on, on any of this stuff. Like there's been no lawsuits, no legal cases that, you know, basically say, like, this is where the law falls on the, on this side of the fence on this matter. Like, so none of that has even been brought up yet. I think over the next few years, we're going to be essentially seeing uh, this, you know, come more into it. And it's going to be like really interesting to see what decisions are made on like what is acceptable and where and like what decisions the government makes, for example, on on the on this technology, because I honestly feel like right now in AI is kind of like, you know, five, 10 years ago in in crypto, Mm -hmm. where like everyone in government just doesn't even understand what what it is. 
Um, so they can't even re regulate it because they have no clue what they're talking about. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it, it's, I'm really excited about like, sort of this sort of like thing I've fallen into and this community I've fallen into and, and building this service and this project. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's really intriguing. And, and then the moral and ethical side of things makes it only more, I say, interesting and da dangerous, yeah. I guess, for me. I think it's fascinating. You, you very much uh, for for kind of probably the the same fundamental reasons, but with a different avenue. You've done what I've done, which is it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole. It's a fascinating, fascinating community to to immerse immerse in, and it really does suck you in, but not in a bad way. Um, I I'm absolutely loving this, and I think this is a sort of debate that um, I think we should do more of in in, in this in this. Uh, in this space and, and i'm sure this will not be the last um, spaces you and i do together for sure um and, and there's plenty more to discuss i'm just wondering but in terms of uh, just from the point of view of um, i'm kind of reaching that that tipping point at the end of my uh, my long day we've got we've got a yeah, couple of questions. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of questions. I mean, it's been fascinating, and it's gone really quickly. I'm just looking at the time, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, we've we've had uh, <laughs> nearly an hour and a half of really good. Yeah, good yeah, chat. it's gone quick, and and it's really good. Now it's a really good compliment, um, you know, in terms of the the the. the, the the deep discussion that that uh, that we've developed here. So I'm really really enjoying this. Um, so I'm just thinking. I think there were a couple of um, questions came through from the community. If if you're if you're uh, comfortable, I can put those across to you now. I think I think you've had um, sight yeah, of them yeah. anyway in advance. Go for it. Um, Go for it. So, so the first one's quite a lengthy one. Um, do you have any future collaborations in mind that would bring more people to enjoy the project's utility? Plus. Um, will some 4K images be produced in future? Uh, because they're really nice renders, and uh, and the and the the questioner says, and I can watch them in high picture quality. So <laughs> somebody really appreciates the artwork and, and the, the so, quality. Uh, uh, and then second, finally, yeah, on, finally, on. Yeah, sorry, no, it's, it's quite it's a long question. Yeah, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Finally, will will there be any giveaways or games? For some Terra X NFTs, so that the holders will be able to hold more than more than they couldn't, more than they can't, more than they can afford. I think is the, is the translation. Yeah, I'm just going to work through those questions backwards. Yes. So giveaways <laughs> and competitions, yes, that's all going to happen. We're on it. We're going to be doing them all on the lead lead up to the O collection drop. Um, we've all like basically, I'm switching all of our machinery over to basically pr over the next two or three weeks so and, mm -hmm. and part of that is competitions giveaways um and just um yeah yeah just uh, getting getting people involved so yes that's yes 4k that's a yes that's coming mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time so that'll be there yep. um so that's an easy answer and then and then the first one was was it collaborations or Yes. Yeah. Asking if you had some future collaborations in uh, mind. Um, we have been contacted. I've been contacted by loads of people for collaborations. Um, one collaboration we do have that is like just done and we're doing and is happening is Cyber Deck Money. Um, that's like all done. Uh, 
and it's more of a collaboration based around their launch. Mm-hmm. We have um, TFL have reached out to us, and Thanks we're doing some cool stuff with them. We we've had like really like six or seven people so far reach out to us for collaboration, and uh, but the thing is, it's like I know that is like part of this space is to collaborate, and I really don't mind it but i i just feel like we're so new that i i barely like we're only just coming into our own stride and really knowing what ps labs is and i feel like just jumping into loads of collaboration straight away is just like going to water down uh, like our identity almost immediately a bit too much i rather sort of give it another two or three months we go through a, few, a bit more building out of like the project and really get a really strong foundation of service and people using the service and then we can go into collaboration Mm. but um i i just um i'm very wary about going into it i feel like you know it seems to be uh like just everyone is collaborating with everyone in this space and it's great it's beautiful um but in terms of if i'm just thinking about our own project right now and we we will collaborate with people down the line i just think that like right now we're not very old and i i need to do a bit more building work i need to do a bit more um it needs to be like more clear who we are and what we do and things like that not just ourselves but to customers and everyone and anyone who lands on our web page and so like once we get to that point where where you know we are like a very defined entity then we'll go into collaboration and maybe we'll have like more of a model of how we collaborate with people but um right now it seems to be just like whitelist giveaways and and things like that and to be honest like the only white i can't give away whitelist because the only way to give away whitelist is for me to give them an x token because we don't do whitelist like we only allow people with an x token to be on the whitelist and and, and that's it um i don't want to be messing around with like sort of this list over here we had that one on this one over here we had that one on and then you know keeping a big database of uh, all the collaborations we have so it's yeah so that that's actually like uh, the collaboration question is a good one it's something i've kind of shied away from just uh, try to stay quiet about it we do have some collaborations coming out because they were just so good in conversation that I couldn't resist it, resist myself. They're like just really charming. So um, yeah, I just went for it. I was like, yeah, I want to help these guys if I can. So let's do it. And it's funny for me to say that because it's actually, they're probably helping me more than anything. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get onto it. Just not right now. That's fantastic. And I think, I mean, for me, obviously as someone that, that enjoys the community, um, I, I've I've kind of been involved in facilitating some collaborations and there's been some really fun activities that have just developed out of conversations or articles or just the odd words said in, 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 in a context and someone's gone, we could link up and do something. And it's wonderful. I feel like I'm a matchmaker sometimes, sort of bringing, bringing <laughs> couples together. But it is great fun and it's massively rewarding to see that wonderful collaboration because I think we're a small space and we are a space that has already, I would say, a strong identity. There's there's a good 
ethical um, compass, I think, in terror. There are bad actors, but you'll probably notice that when that happens, they are heavily criticised and called out. And, and I think that's quite powerful. Um, there's a kind of um, uh, an identity that, that we're seeing. And I think to your point, you know, when you launched the collection, you obviously didn't anticipate necessarily lots of, you know, a small group of people going deep with the project as opposed to a broader group of people with, 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 with one or two um, um, terror axes. But I think, I think it's a deep community and I think over time it will grow. And I think it's deep because people actually care. Yes, you'll get the flippers, as I call them, um, who will come into a project. Uh, again, different to, to your setup, but yeah, people looking for turning over that rare card and then immediately selling it. And that's not me. And that's that's not what I'm about. It works for some and hats off to them. Some people have done very well out of that. Um, but I think it's that deeper yeah. wants, I, wants to, to, to engage with a project. And I think you've really captured that from the off. And I know you say you're very new, but you've already developed a very strong uh following which which is fantastic and you've done it all through word of mouth you know it's something that's quite powerful and and i liked said the one thing i forgot to mention on the intro was this all started on talis and i thought you were really good with with your comments in kind of your early section around how great they are at onboarding new artists and i I, I like them i like them as 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 a a marketplace Uh, i think i think all marketplaces have a role um, I've had really good conversations with two or three. There's a couple I've not really had any interaction with. I've used them, don't get me wrong. I've not had any inter- interaction with the people behind them. But certainly the ones I've spoken to, I, I really like the care for the artist that, that Talis has. And there are some other art marketplaces that absolutely also care for the artist in the back, in the at the heart of what it is they're about. And there are other mm-hmm. ones that... I feel like Talis is particularly built around that, though. It seems to be, like, through and through, like, their entire ethos, actually, is Mm -hmm. just to hand the power back to the artist, whereas other sorts of marketplaces seem to, you know, they have their launch packages and all these things. It's it's almost like commercialising and business. Mm -hmm. It's like business straight away and um it's hard business in the sense that you know you sign up to our thing we take quite a lot of it and um yeah it's a pretty um strong i mean it's a good deal if things mint if everyone if there's a lot of money flying around it's good for everyone right but um yeah there's some artists are you know they feel like that's what they have to sign themselves up for if they want success in this space um and yeah, Talis just, um, I, I, you know, I have so much faith in those guys. Our next launch is on uh, Open, uh, open Sea, One Planet. I always oh, see. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And those guys are awesome. And they're a Korean team, which is actually like the reason why cool. I went with them because I was like, you know what? You're Korean, I'm Korean. Let's be Korean. And um, <laughs> I like that. I know. I really like that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they've they've done some really nice, innovative launches. I think the first one actually was the launch of the 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 space launch pictures, which I thought was very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, um, their their website's incredible. It's really it's well. Very built. good. I agree. It's very good. Very good. Um, Talis has just been like, yeah. Like I, I obviously none of this would have happened without them. Um, and like a whole string of people along the way, but um, yeah, of yeah, 
Shall we move on to the next question, if there is one? Uh, the, the only other one, I think we almost, in many ways, have covered it already. There was, there was a question um, around uh, plans to kind of improve the, the resolution of the yeah, renders. Yeah. I, I took it as implicit that if you're moving towards 4K, yeah. uh, ergo, you're going to have a, a deeper render. Yeah. So um, one thing I would expand on that is essentially the computing power that is required is enormous to just create like a 500 pixel render, like 500 pixel resolution is yeah. massive. You need like a, four, like a 40 gigabyte graphics card to render like five or 600 pixels. And uh, actually no, like, like nearly a thousand pixels maybe. We just pushed it because we found like this sort of set parameters that work really well, really fast. Um, but yeah, you can probably go as a thousand. That's like literally the best graphic cards in the world. Um, so it's it's possible. It's definitely on the way, and I know how to do it. It's like the computing power to do this stuff is massive. And so if we do go for like true 4K rendering, like let's say we're not even scaling it up, uh, then and right now, so we use we we render it out in like 500 pixels, and then mm -hmm. we another ai to scale up like times so it's like okay i think right now we're doing around 3k resolution <clears throat> so we run another ai to do the scaling the goal is actually to render in 4k straight out of the can the problem with doing that is that um it's essentially going to take about two or three hours per pitch if you want to do that Right now, it takes us about with our current settings, which are really high. Um, we run it like we run the GAN right now at pretty much the highest mm -hmm. setting you can, um, without making it just crash. Um, and it takes about eight minutes, eight and nine minutes to render a frame. There's sort of like a diminished return, you know. And then after you get to a certain point. Mm -hmm. You just keep leaving it, and it, like the gains are just like not that much at all. Like you can barely tell. So we just we found out like where that point is, and then we just render it to that point, um, and then that takes a minutes. Um, and so that basically the answer to the four K is is computing power. It's graphics simply can't handle it. Right, uh, even the best graphics cards in the world can barely handle it. So uh, NVIDIA have just released like the new GPU is called the Hopper GPU. So once it starts in the market, maybe that'll open up 4K rendering. For the time being, we have to render AI like 5600, then we need to scale it up using another AI. And that's how it works right now. Okay, yeah, that all makes sense. I mean, I think for me, there's probably the limit is what the human eye can even see. And, and as, as you say, you take it to such, a, such an nth degree, the power of computing, I imagine, compounds up based on you know, the, 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 the increased resolution. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, they all, all, all makes sense. You went a little bit share in her electro phase at one stage there because, <laughs> because the, 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 the audio broke up. But, but, but I understood, I I, I understood um, the gist. Uh, so very, very computer. But um, but so I mean so those 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 are kind of the last of the of the questions. 
I think we've covered a heck of a lot. Obviously, Keen, yeah. if anyone from the floor wants to, to wants to ask a question, um, uh, obviously, if not, this will certainly, um, certainly, as far as I'm concerned, won't be the last of these. I'd be delighted to do to do another follow up, particularly oh, as we go towards the launch. Yeah, no, no, I've really, really enjoyed this. I think. Uh, um, it's probably, I mean, for me on, on, on a spaces, normally there's, there's lots, as, as you know, because you join, join me on Monday, there's normally lots of different speakers. But I think uh, as, as, as a, a very pleasant dialogue, we, we've, uh, we've certainly uh, um, so hit the heights, not quite the three hours, yeah. Yeah, early hours of this morning <laughs> hour time, but, but you know, fairly, fairly lengthy, I would say. So I don't know if anyone else wants to kind of press the request, wants to, wants to ask a question. If not, clearly, uh, we will look to do more. I can see that folks are disappearing off, which is totally understandable. Um, but what I was going to say was it's, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, learning about the history, the background, uh, the motivations, the passions, the plans. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Oh, wonderful. Archangel is going to step forward. So, oh, and there's then disappeared off again. You, you were, I was about to press, I was about to press uh, accept and you seem to, there we go. Let's try again. So, so Archangel, I've had the pleasure of talking to electronically on many occasions and, and actually has been on quite a lot of my uh, spaces as well. So yeah, Archangel, the floor is yours. Hey, sorry guys. I was just going to, make a commentary when we started our spaces there were like at least five or six others going on at the same time and cfi was running one which is like you know he sucks all of the spaces views <laughs> towards his uh his spaces but um yeah no it, it, you know i'm i'm super happy to, to listen to this whole conversation um i thought i had learned almost everything I could about David yesterday, but apparently there's more he's holding back from us. So uh, looking forward to the future spaces where we will undoubtedly learn more about him in the project. <laughs> but uh, yeah, much love guys. No, thank you so much. I'm not sure how much more there is to know. I don't know. Your background's pretty uh, interesting, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> there is, there is actually like, uh, there, there is a very deep, uh history of like photography and filmmaking and stuff like that actually behind all of this ai stuff um but yeah it's i i just need to do shout out to archangel actually because hmm. uh honestly it would <laughs> he just knows what to do like he he within this space knows how to like maneuver himself he knows what needs to be done and where and who everyone is and um i mean i'm, I'm only talking to you right now because of that mm -hmm. guy right there um so yeah yeah just uh, awesome and then he's kind of like the real shining example of when when we talk about how great the terror community is and how much you know everyone is like supporting each other he he can't he's kind of like the perfect embodiment mm -hmm. of that and um it's been awesome. It's just something I wasn't expecting. I also should put a disclaimer about um, the. F I'm pretty. I'm pretty jaded on like uh, just NFT projects in general because I've kind of, even though I've just launched this project now, I've I've been working with NFT stuff for years. My best man, my best friend since we were kids. He's like the lead developer of um, a market called Foundation on Ethereum. He's like one of the founding members and he built it from scratch. And um, he's like our consultant. Like I live right next door to him. 
And uh, so I've like with him basically seen the whole way sort of NFT history is sort of unfolded over the past few years. And um, and I just kind of saw see things playing out in a certain way. And and over time became jaded, and I've also been been rugged and and things like that. Uh, you know, oh yes, buying my little, yeah, buying my mm-hmm. little baby monkey JPEGs, and uh, finding out the next day that they gone from two thousand pounds each to you can't even sell them anymore. Um, yeah. So, and then I sort of experiences like that have left like a, a really. Um, it's, it's like left me jaded, you know. I'm I'm a, a real skeptic. Um, yeah, most of the time, and I, I find it hard to sort of like jump on board with uh, every sort of new thing that comes along, and um, and that's like kind of why I wanted to do things a bit differently. But it's also the reason why, I, like, when people tell me about the way other projects are going, I, I generally have like a skeptic's eye, and that's usually because of the fact that. I've basically been rugged and scammed and all these things. And I think that's like, a, yeah, yeah. Um, an expert. I just wanted to put like a little bit of an explanation in for sorts of comments through, through the whole conversation where I might, I might come across as a bit, um, <laughs> I would say as a non-believer. <laughs> and I think, I mean, it's, it's, well, number one, it's a broad church. Number two, I can totally relate to you in terms of your know, rugs, bad projects and so on. Uh, and, and, and actually, I, I, yes, I write about the space. I don't write about every project. Now, you can infer if I don't write about a project, it may mean something. You could infer whatever you like. I, I'm dropping a subtle hint there. But the point is, um, there's a lot of quality as well. And it, it's, for me, the space, the, the bad apples can affect the rest of the barrel. And, and, and you do get some, you get some, frankly, garbage that, that comes through. Um, the ones that really hurt are actually not the ones that just look like a five-year-old's done the work, because you know they're garbage, are the ones where they look ostensibly like a professional project. And then they lure a lot of people in, um, perhaps with the promise of you know, creating a game, creating a wonderful metaverse idea. And then you end up with, um, uh, there's probably a, some of you will have seen, there was a project uh, a few weeks ago that produced the most appalling of, of, of grade school art as, as the output, and then said, oh, yeah, we're working on it, we're working on it, this is version one. Um, but um, that that was that was that was that was not in terror. Um, but I mean, the, the point is, I can I can see where you're coming from. I, mean, I, I personally think, oh, what, another ape project, really? That's original. And and um, there's um, Simon, who I, I I do the spaces with each week. He and I have a healthy skepticism around certain projects. But there are other ones, and I think it's really great actually just seeing on on, on the remaining hardy souls on this call. Um, there's, there's there's three people sporting uh, bulls profiles and yeah, i actually think luna balls are a fantastic project they're very innovative very community-based and they're doing some different things you know they're not just producing like you say the standard you know big mints a uh, little bit of extra utility second collection there's a lot of thought gone into it and a lot of development uh, and actually you know again i declare my interest i'm a massive fan of the project and have been from the start and um, so they're just, they're just they're, sorry I, i've gathered they're about sort of Five really sort of blue chip 
you know, I'm just saying blue chip, but like just basically really legitimate mm-hmm. projects. And like Galactic Punk, Luna Balls, um, Fract Wolves for me, and then, and then like sort of, you know, small handful of others. And those are like really sort of projects. Um, and like, yeah, I, mean, I'm, yeah, I, I haven't really looked into all of them too much. But one thing I think is a problem with like a lot of people, right, who come into an NFT project, and especially like a large scale one with like loads of, uh, like a big, big watching a project everyone's like where's the roadmap what's the roadmap and then they're like okay then i need to make a roadmap so they make a roadmap right and then like yeah. after you do your collection law all this money you have to like actually do your roadmap now actually like, it's not like talk anymore you actually have to do it and writing <laughs> a road and and actually being able to pull off a roadmap two yeah two different two things. different things yeah Ah, well, sometimes things are like a pure scam, right? Yes. But sometimes I can imagine that it's just like a founder who basically collection, it all went well. And as soon as it it's all gone well and the mint's gone well, they're like, oh, God damn, now I need to like actually build the next thing. <laughs> yes, and, yes. and then that costs loads of money, right? Yeah. Um, And then like at the end of all that money you need some method of then making more money that is difficult like really difficult actually launching a project is just the the easy bit the 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 hard bit is like pulling off all of the stuff you said you're going to pull off yes. and then at the end of all of that to have an even more profitable collection because you can just spare burn through all your money doing all the things that you said you're going to do and at the end of the day you have burnt through all the money uh the the hype will like maybe fizzle out because you don't have the resources anymore to to keep driving the thing and um and i i think that's like the sort of the pitfall or the situation that a lot of these people find themselves in um and i i, I to some extent i sympathize with that for the the people in the project but you know yeah, just that just kind of seems my like my opinion there on on sort of rugs in general is, I think half of rugs are just people who didn't realize like once mint goes well, that, oh shit, I have to actually deliver now. It yeah, starts. yeah, now it's like probably the some, beginning. That's probably something in that. I think as well, and I think I'll definitely um, uh, do do uh, a kind of a, a forensic examination of uh, perhaps rugs at some point. And um, maybe we could get you on to sort of give your give your insight. Um, and yeah, because I think it's sometimes those horror stories that we've all experienced. It, it's like you know you share the war stories and you feel a little bit better about having basically had your pants pulled down. Um, and 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 it, it it is interesting. But I think to your point there, some projects probably go, oh bloody hell, I need to do something now, don't I? Uh, and that's entirely possible. Or they go, oh wow, so I've got all this money if I stop now, but if I can commit to this i won't have this but if i do this now and then i perhaps um you know disappear for a while i can come back and do it again um which i understand some some have done on other chains and um, but i mean you know let's try and end it on a positive note and say that <laughs> yeah. the, the the cream rises to the top the ones that really have genuine utility engagement and, and what have you and i think the bulls is a great example of that galactic punks as well 
Um, and I think you're right. There's, there's, there's probably more than four or five. There's probably almost tiers. There's probably four or five, you know, kind of tier ones. And there's a whole range of aspiring ones that are coming through. Um, in fact, one has just joined us. A very, very uh, good project. Um, uh, that's literally on, on cue. Just um, before, oh, don't we scared them off? Um, <laughs> if anyone else saw saw that for a moment, no hero probably went, oh god, it's him again. Um, but no, no. In all seriousness, they're they're nice people, um, and, and they're doing some very clever stuff cross chain. Um, but anyway. Uh, very much enjoyed this. It's kind of started out as a, uh, you know, let's do an exploratory. And we've ended up covering um, two hours of quite in-depth chat. And uh, <laughs> Archangel, I, I, sort of, I want to give a shout out to Archangel because absolutely uh, he and I were chatting on on uh, Twitter, Discord and what have you. And I actually mentioned when when Archangel mentioned you, I was like, look, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. And, and then he's he's helped as a matchmaker to, to bring this this conversation together so it's great and obviously you know thank you for joining my spaces on monday as well and but i think the point there as well is uh, whether a space is and some of mine will have several hundred some will have a half a dozen i don't mind ultimately it's about the quality of the conversation and, and because of the wonderful people at terra spaces um people can dip into it afterwards which is which is great because the other thing that i find is you know i'll spot a space and think oh my god that sounds amazing oh it's like 3 30 in the morning and it can't happen so i just can't do it <laughs> i'm just mm. i'm just not wired to do that anymore i used to do that 20 years ago but not now and spaces <laughs> didn't exist 20 years ago obviously but i mean the, the point there is is it's about this there's a this there's, there's, there's a limited time you can do these things um and so people can dip in and out afterwards but yeah i think probably you know to kind of close things off um really really love the fact that you're looking to kind of break the mold on projects i think you already have um and i actually like your healthy skepticism because it keeps you grounded and, and i i myself and i will just share this and i've seen a number of people including archangel share this please be careful anyone listening to this on, on the playback or, uh, i think of, i'd like to think that everyone is currently on the call looking at the, the pfps and so on there's, there's no one that, that's done this don't do over-the-counter trades just don't do them <laughs> i keep telling people this I hear these horror stories. what an over-the-counter trade is so basically uh it's where someone approaches you and says oh my god i love your pfp someone's going to come in and if i can't explain so someone will say like i love your pfp and they'll offer you something ridiculous and you see these scams all the time with with um uh, craigslist and so on you know i want to buy your item and i'm going to pay you three times market rate and you're like really and, and so so of course you know and, and they're, they're quite clever these individuals and by the way i've never fallen for it because <laughs> it's just not something i do uh, because i'm a if natural skeptic to be true then it is absolutely i'm a natural skeptic i tell you all sorts of stories from outside of crypto and some of the crazy things i've dealt with over the years with people but i mean basically uh yeah over the over the counter trades essentially is is where you do peer to peer. So, for example, I'm, I might say to you, "Oh my God, I think I think you've got some amazing renders." And there's a trust there's a trust basis. I might send you a hundred UST, and I'm trusting you to send the renders back. Um, you might send them your prize PFP, and you're waiting for them to send you. Yeah, 50 Luna back. Uh, and then someone else will come in and say, oh, I'll, I'll act as an screw. So that's essentially, yeah, it's a bit like when you're buying a house, you have, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, you'll have a third mm -hmm. party. Third party is, is in cahoots. And it's like, hey, we've got your money. Just don't do it. Yeah. 
Uh, so I, I think Archangel will explain, because I, I do believe several people have got really badly scammed by this. It's really sad. Couple yeah, of guys. it's been really bad lately. Um, we've been having to put out announcements in all the discords we're in. Uh, lately, it seems like the tactic is impersonating, you know, people who are supposed to be admins in these discords. So I've actually had somebody impersonate myself. Um, uh, definitely in some of the other bit bigger discords, like the Hellcats. Uh, even in silent solos, we've had a really bad rash in there. We had like at least three people that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, probably lost combined, you know, about five hundred bucks worth of NFTs. Like you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, like you said, it's it's damaging to our ecosystem because more often than not, those people who get scammed go get frustrated and give up on the space and leave. And that's not what we want, right? We want to you know continue to have adoption, mass adoption at, at all fronts for Terra. Um, so yeah, and right now the, the big thing is don't do OC, OTC trades, um, at all, like just, just no exceptions. You know, I had, I had somebody in one of the discords go, Oh, what if we set up a dedicated group, you know, that's trusted with community. I'm like, no, no, just don't even just take it off the table. You know, <laughs> I, I am violently shaking my head and saying, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, essentially, um, <sighs> If someone's offering you something that's too good to be true, just just don't just don't do it. Um, you can always offer. I mean, the possible route is to say, um, let's say, person A goes, "Oh my god, I really want to buy your 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 NFT." You can say, "Great, I'll just put it up for auction." What? Uh, nothing. So, so that's a wonderful interlude there. Um, so, uh, oh, sorry, someone stepped up to, to, to speak and then, then they've gone off before I could press accept there. I don't know if you want to try again. Um, but, um, sorry, what was going to say there? Uh, yeah, literally going to try again. So, yeah, so like, literally I've lost my thread now um, due to that lovely inter interlude from a small child. That was lovely. Um, uh, well, it was, it was genuinely. Um, so what was going to say? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so literally let's say someone says to you, my God, I, I, I want to buy your NFT and I want to offer you 50 Luna. Just say, okay, I'll put it up for auction on Random Earth. And um, yeah, there it is. And I've set a minimum price of 50. Knock yourself out. Um, and if I they go, yeah, yeah. I, I know what they'll say next. They'll say, yeah, but you've got to pay a fee. So you say, all right, well, it's fine. I, I can live with that. Put it on, someone else might pay more for it if you think it's worth that much. They won't. They'll disappear because they're a scam artist. That literally anyway, happened to me today. Like literally, quite literally today, someone reached out. And I was like, well, it's on random earth. Like you can make your bid there. I don't need you to. It's such a bad idea. Oh, spot on, mate. No, I mean, that's, that's exactly what. I mean, no one's actually done that to me yet. I think probably because I give short shrift to spammers and I've written a lot of articles. I've done spaces on scams. So I think people pretty much know yeah. that I'm not going to go for it. But yeah, that's it. That's the advice I give anyone. If someone approaches you, say, great, I'll stick it on random earth or nowhere. There's, there's plenty of sites that offer auction capability. And then if the individual's serious, they can buy it from there because you don't know them from Adam. I mean, the, I, even if you knew someone, and I put something on Twitter, I think yesterday, the day before, because uh, someone privately messaged me and said, please, could you get the word out again? I said, yeah, no, of course. And I, I actually thought about it, and I nearly wrote, you could if you knew someone. I thought, no, because impersonation is a massive risk. So I think the answer is just don't do it um, at all. It, it's, uh, it's just so sad that people fall for it. So what we've got to do as a community is help new, new people in the community and just tell them there are other routes and avenues. And please, please never, ever accept an over-the-counter trade.
I think there's something like quite um, intrinsic with um, uh, crypto and like sort of the idea of making like really quick, massive gains and, 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 and having that spirit and mentality going into all of this and then having basically a bunch of people who know that all the people they're dealing with are just looking for like, and, and they're susceptible to just like really quick, massive gains. And then, and then because of that, like people do just buy onto it uh, more than you might think, because um, it's kind of something that's associated with crypto is just like these unbelievable gains that people can't, um, you know, would never get in, in real life. So I, I just feel like it then it becomes a bit difficult because um, it's kind of something that's almost associated with crypto, if you get what I mean. 100%. I think you're right. I mean, it depends on, on your own personal approach and mindset, but certainly um, I've come into this genuinely because I just, I just love the fact this is, this is a new, uh, it's a paradigm shift in, in, in how we're existing as humans. Uh, and, and, you know, candidly, if I make something along the way, it's a bonus, but I'm actually building slowly. I'm doing it in a, in a sensible way. I had, I've had my boom and bust in the past, <laughs> mostly bust, I emphasize. Um, uh, but I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Some people come into this and, you know, they DJ in, they do crazy things. Yeah, you know, I've lost money on, 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 I won't call them, you know, kind of OTC scams, but I, I, I consider a rug a scam. And that's yeah. happened a few times. Uh, tokens that have rugged in the past, exchanges that have rugged in the past. Anyone remember Cryptopia a few years ago, for example? I can talk about that sort of disaster all night, yeah. but I won't. Um, but no, well, I mean, um, I, I, Sorry, sorry, go on. One sentiment I would like to close with, hope that, and then we can maybe it's on a positive note, uh, is that um, I I do think in the in the midst of all of this sort of wild wild west that crypto has created, this sort of new gold rush, this new wild west, NFTs in particular have almost created like a renaissance art world. Because artists got used to this idea that they need some form of like. I think, you know, just, just covering off the previous topic, I think we just need to remain vigilant and just remind new people just to be careful. That's all we can do as a community. Um, but, uh, but I think, I mean, in terms of, you know, from, from my perspective, the good far outweighs the bad. And I always say that when, when I'm um, uh, you know, looking at instances of, you know, whether it's a rug, whether it's a scam, those people are a minority. Uh, there's been quite a high profile incident with one of the projects in the last week or so. And the way the community's rallied around and challenged that individual has been fascinating to watch as an outsider. Um, uh, uh, hey, the, the other thing I wanted to add was, uh, I forgot to add. Um, so one of the methods that people used to use to verify that the person they were talking to was the person they claimed to be was to go check their profile and check that, you know, uh, uh, hash one, two, three, four, whatever the number is, um, mm -hmm. which is no longer reliable because of Discord Nitro, since you can imitate that number with Discord Nitro. They need to remove that. <laughs> um, is, my, is my audio working or is it still shit? Oh, that's much better. Okay. Uh, so can I, just, can I just close off one more piece, oh. though, with Archangel before we do? Um, actually, a good route, and I've used this when people have contacted me and said they want to chat or they want to do a discussion around a project, 
is if they contact me on, say, Twitter, I'll, I'll get them to message me on Discord or vice versa. So you've got two channels of comms, so you kind of almost like triangulate because someone could impersonate me on on, on um, Discord, but they, but they can't impersonate my handle on on, on, um, on Twitter. Does that make sense? So, I mean, I'm, I would never do a trade, but what I'm saying is if you're trying to verify an individual's identity uh, in the sense of, obviously, you know, <laughs> Super Terror is clearly not my name, but, yeah, but from the point of view of verifying whether they're the bona fide same person on Discord as they are, say, on, on, on Twitter, that's, that's another route. Um, something to think about but just and don't do otc trades <laughs> exactly but um the other thing you can do to to kind of bypass that whole issue with the discord nitro um is if you go on des desktop uh, discord go into your settings and then enable developer mode you will be able to then um go to to the little three ellipses on on people's profile and go down to the very bottom and there will be a, a option that says copy id and you copy that and then you take it to the Discord where the person claims to be in, um, post it there. If it doesn't come up tagging the actual person, then you have a scammer. That is very interesting. C can I suggest if you were to put a tweet or a thread out? Um, there I, is I, I one. There, there is, is one. I will, I will send it to you. T tag tag, tag yeah. me because I'll, I'll get that it. promoted as well. That's really important. Um, so on that note, let's end on a positive it. note. P PS Labs are the renaissance of art. <laughs> yeah. No, where I was, I was like really in flow back when I was um, monologuing. But um, yeah, I'll get back to it because in the midst of sort of, as I said, we're like, it, I feel like we're in a modern day wild, wild west, like this gold rush period. And it's just like a digital version of that right now. And yeah. Um, in 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 the midst of everyone hustling really hard and scamming and all these things, I do feel like this NFT, like the technology of NFTs, is going to be like bringing on like I feel like we're in like a renaissance, a new renaissance in the in art. Obviously, you have the renaissance back in the eighteen hundreds, this sort of golden age of art, and I think we're about to go into like another one because. Actually, previously, all bought and sold art used to have to be physical and, you know, for someone to own it. And so that actually counts out a huge amount of artists and especially modern artists like 3D modelers, animators, all of these moving and digital art mediums that have only had the opportunity to make money through working on films, TV shows and advertising finally have been given like a space where they can create their own personal artwork be in control of it and make money as well with really not much form of agency in the middle I i've obviously worked with a lot of creatives especially in london and they and artists i would say have gone through almost like a 10 20 year 10 year period of just being absolutely robbed by companies like facebook and instagram that suddenly like uh, uh, a technology is coming along and saying you can post your work and you can get paid to do it and you get all the money and then they are then saying what's the catch though well, the catch is is that you've been giving your way work away for free to instagram and facebook for 10 years and you got so used uh -huh. to it 
that suddenly someone's giving paying you for your your good work and you don't even believe it anymore because you have got so used to being robbed and nfts have like totally changed this and totally flipped it around and i'm really excited because i think we're going to go through like a golden age of art and i think it's going to last 10 20 30 years um and that is kind of like my closing sentiment on all of this we are in a wild wild west and there are like loads of sorts of people out there just trying to make money with everything flying backwards and forwards in the chaos but we have like this incredible technology and it's up to us to build around it and as you said we are and i think we're going to see some incredible art and artwork coming coming out in the next few years and it's not going to be like anything that has existed before because we have suddenly finally brought on board all of these incredibly talented artists that could not sell their work before like as i said 3d modelers and I'm really excited for this. We are playing like our part, our small part in this sort of big, uh, I mean, it kind of is a revolution. We'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, and I I just want to thank all you guys. And I'm just going to work my ass off to try and get this thing going well. But um, honestly, the support and uh, all the feedback and everything I'm learning from you guys just reinvigorates me every time. It just makes me have a bit more get up and go. And um, I'm having a fantastic time. So thank you guys. As well. I think in terms of closing off from myself, uh, th- thank you. Thank you, David. I think the, the work you're doing is excellent. I think the community that we have around us is is absolutely first rate. And um, yeah, th- thank you. I, I appreciate you know, that there are lots of other spaces going on this evening, but it's been a good, healthy uh, yeah, listenership throughout you know, what I think is possibly one of the longest spaces I've ever hosted, which is a compliment to you uh, in, in terms of the discussion and everything else. And we've got some very nice tangents and some important ones. But I think I, I agree. Ultimately, uh, the artist world um, has been exploited. Uh, whether it's you know music formats, whether it's uh, you know, traditional art and so on, in that the the carriers and the sellers, if you like, the marketplaces for art, are the ones that have made the big money. The artists themselves um, haven't. Whereas now there's this real fantastic opportunity that arms the art community with it with the genuine. Um, outlet and as I think as you say it, it's it's a surprise to many um, I find it all absolutely fascinating so I think on that note because I have a couple of more things I need to do before I go to bed um, thank god tomorrow I'm not traveling so I don't have to be getting up quite as early I'll still be up at about half six but alas I'm not having to be traveling a long distance it's been an absolute pleasure real pleasure and um, uh, thank you again thank you yeah, no, absolutely. Well, thank you, David. Thank you to Archangel for yeah, br- bringing the whole idea together and having the whole discussion. I mean, I think I, I was keen to do it anyway, but it was just great to have that that direct tie-up. Um, first of many, I think. And um, look forward to uh, seeing the you know, the development in the run-up to uh, the, the O's uh, and 
the fast innovation phase that you're currently in and hopefully at some point soon um, potentially a face-to-face catch-up so on that note uh, have a good evening everyone thank you thank you thank you thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was super terra meets ps labs recorded on thursday april 7th 2022 This episode of the Ether was brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com terraspaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening watching these debates like what a bunch of noise when the illusion of choice outmaneuvers your voices no one really knows what the fuck is going on here sitting in the bunker waiting for the all clear it's like we're getting steered towards the motherfucking iceberg captain all drunk deciphering where the ice lurks and we thought 2020 was gonna be a nice year living with the plague like who brought the mice here try to think of it as another simulation game full of bugs but it's still fun to play it's like we're aliens beta testing earth Digging in the dirt, trying to earn a little girth. The beast is silent when it defeats the riders. Living outside, trying to meet this virus. If you want to watch it all burn from the sky rise, delete the science and increase the righteous. Living like a jerk, return to feed the worms. Vibing like a tree, just breathing out the words. Be careful outside, them police is violent. Feeling like I finally earned some peace and quiet. piece of pie first trying to be the fat kid you least admire feast of fire when the beasts of burden are getting all bored but at least we're certain we found the imposter living among us fussing with hunches another big chungus bludgeon don't worry the fungus will clean up the guts and get us to function on fleeting assumptions i'll see through the rust from rush to rush hour stacked up like a bunch of junk so hush your muck before we stuff your luck and break your fucking neck to this like bust a bust Bleeding impulsive, the meeting controls it when breathing corrosive, no eating the bullshit, feeling the worth like it's gonna be a good year. Now we're all tired, stop treading on the work here.
Chamber Spaces.